Do you ever feel like you just can't get it all done? Like you can get to the surface level of things in your home. We're talking about our houses today, guys. You can get to the basic surface level things, but you can't get to those deep places and they just stare at you and they yell at you. And those places in our homes are so patient. They just sit there and they wait and wait and wait until you finally get around to them. Well, I can definitely empathize if that is you. We could be good friends. I have some wonderful friends with me today who are very gifted in this area, and I'm so excited to introduce them to you and bring them with their natural skills or learned skills. Maybe they didn't all come naturally. And I know that they're going to have some excellent encouragement and wisdom to share with us today on how we can better be cleaning our homes through the seasons to get to some of those deeper things that otherwise maybe we don't get to. So let me introduce them to you. The first friend, her name is Evangelia Navarro. She has two children. She has a daughter, Victoria, who's 10, and a son, Nathaniel, who is eight, and a sweet little dog. And she and her husband have been married for 15 years. And my other friend is Lori Smith. I feel like I should call her Miss Lori still because I've known her since I was a child. So she's Miss Lori in my heart. Uh, She has four grown children now and has been married for 37 years. And I know that you are just going to be so blessed by your time with them today. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Lori, thank you so much for being back again today. It was great to be back. Thank you. And Evangelia, it's so good to have you with us. Thank you for inviting me. This is going to be so much fun. So this is probably one of the only times that I've said this is going to be fun and relating to deep cleaning. (laughs) Um, I always try to convince my kids it's going to be fun. Isn't that how we always start? Like, guys, we're going to have a fun time today. and We're going to turn on music and make it great. But like reality is in the depths of my personal heart, the deep cleaning of life and all of that with homes is not my natural bend. So thank you for being here. Lori, has that always been part of who you are to just be orderly and tidy and clean? Because your space is just well taken care of. Well, Krista, if you asked my mother, she would say no. (laughs) And she'd be right. It doesn't really come naturally to me, but I was raised in a very clean environment. And we had to learn how to take care of our space, which I think that the skills that I was taught have really served me well as Mm. as a wife and mom and, you know, having my own space now. Um, But there were a lot of things that I had to learn along the way, and I continue to learn. And uh, one thing is is, um, seeing my home through the eyes of other people. Mm. I can remember one time when my children were very small, a neighbor knocked on the door and I invited her in. We sat down on the sofa and I could see under the kitchen table and there were some smashed peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on there. 
And I couldn't really tell you how long they'd been there. <laughs> and I realized at that point, hey, this is gross. If sometimes uh, in my house, I don't want them to be grossed out. So I, there's some things that I need to, to shore up around here. So I think uh, that was kind of a, a, a monumental moment in my in my cleaning career um, that I needed to get myself together so that people could enjoy not only the people who live in the house, but the people who come to visit at a moment's notice. Yes. Oh yeah. my goodness. Okay. Well, yeah. that just puts me like seriously at rest yeah. to know that oh, yeah. there were crunchy smashed peanut butter and jelly sandwiches <laughs> under your table too. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Evangelia? Did you always have a natural bend towards the tidiness and cleanliness or is that something that you grew into the skill of? I think, um, I don't know as a child that I was, that I knew how to notice cleanliness, but obviously my mom uh, I was the youngest one of six kids. We were raised in Greece in a very tiny space because that's how it is usually in Europe. So the needs that we had back then are very different than our lives now. Mm. So my mom was very sweet and patient to train us. She was very, very kind. And um, she always thanked us at the end, which I try to do now mm. that with my kids when they help in, in any way. So um, in Greece, the culture is um, people are... In general, the people that I know are very clean and it's very important in the culture, but it's also um, back in that generation, my mom's generation, most of the moms were stay-at-home moms. So a lot of their uh, self-identity was coming from how clean their homes mm-hmm. were and how clean their kids were. So um, I think I took some of that, um, how that um, if you don't have a clean house, it's a very shameful, bad thing. Mm. So then I carried that um, for myself when I grew up and I got married and I came to the United States, I thought that um, if my house is not perfect 100% all the time, that there's something wrong with me. And then, of course, there's always the voices around us that, oh, you need to do this better or then Pinterest mm-hmm. and all this, uh, you're not good enough. And so that's what I chose wrongly to believe about myself, that I was not good enough. Uh, I wanted to be a good mom. I thought that um, by being a good mom, I had to be I had to have everything under control and everything had to be perfect, but um, it wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. And I will, I'll talk about my journey a little bit as we go on, how um, I feel God helped heal me and have a more balanced view mm. of cleanliness and uh, my identity and um, how I want my kids to see all these things. Yeah. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So you really had to get to a place of saying, okay, these are the skills that serve me well mm-hmm. and having eyes. Cause you do have an eye to see the details of things. That's mm-hmm. what I, one of the things I love about when we work together in performing art stuff with our homeschool mm-hmm. community that I know if I give Evangeline a job that you'll see through good eyes to know what needs to be fixed or what mm-hmm. can be made better. And I think that's partly what serves you in your in your home as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But getting your heart to a healthy space is important. Right. And I'm really glad you mentioned the identity thing. We'll come back to that because yes. our identity yes. is not in our homes. Yes. Our identity is in the Lord. Exactly. Our home is a place where we serve. Right. Um, I think that's an important thing of yes. the difference between a home and a house. Mm-hmm. So we are talking about taking care of our houses, but we take care of our houses so that it can be a home where we can serve our family and serve others well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's important. Yes. And okay, so Lori, so we talked about, originally when I had this idea of this podcast, I asked you about maybe talking about some spring cleaning thoughts. And I remember you saying, well, we kind of like, it's kind of a through the seasons thing. It's not just a mm-hmm. spring cleaning, which is disappointing to my heart because I would really love to do something one time for the year and check it off and then come back, revisit that again, you know, a year later. So 
Can you share with me a little bit about that, your thoughts on that this is not just a one-time check it off the list thing. This is going to be a process. It is. It's a it's a process because the dynamics in your household are always changing. Mm-hmm. You know, children, especially when they're small, every few months they need a new size of clothing and they outgrow certain toys. And so there's there's kind of an, an ongoing thing. I mean, maybe the garage can go a year or two, you know, without really deep cleaning. But other spaces in your home need to be more thoroughly gone over from time to time. Mm-hmm. So... You know, everything's a little bit different, but in in terms of like surface cleaning versus in-depth cleaning, mm-hmm. basically if you're kind of on top of things and if you notice a drawer is getting too cluttered or, it, you know, there's a shelf that needs wiping down, do it when you see it mm-hmm. so that your whole house doesn't get out of control. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, if you wait till spring cleaning, that sounds like a really overwhelming chore mm-hmm. to do everything top to bottom. And children are not going to sit around for two weeks while you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and they can only help, especially when they're small, yeah. so much. So it really kind of breaking it down. And um, when you when you see something, take care of it then. Hmm. You know, you cook oatmeal in the morning. It's a whole lot easier to clean that that saucepan out before it sits there all day and mm-hmm. stinks and gets hard. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a little example, but, um, but yeah, trying to, to stay on top of things and having the margin in your life. So you have the time to do that and then train your children to when it, we had some mantras when our kids were little, which I think probably everybody has one, uh, a place for everything and everything in its mm-hmm. place. So my children would quote that and don't put it down, put it away. Mm-hmm. that's going to save you a lot of time. If you put something down, then you're going to have to revisit it later and take care of it. So do it the first time mm-hmm. and that'll save you a lot of time. It'll also save you a lot of money. When you yes. put things in the proper place, you don't lose them. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're never having to go out and buy something new because you can't find the thing that you lost. Uh, so that, that serves well too. You know, we say everything needs to have a home. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't exactly. have a home, then it doesn't belong. And that's a hard thing too with lots of children going through different seasons too because they grow and then they have more things. And mm-hmm. then so there's also this process of needing to get rid of the old things and, um, you know, we should do something about decluttering sometime maybe. Yeah, that right. would be another conversation for another day. Yeah. Um, what about you, Evangelia? The difference of like the deep cleaning versus just the surface level stuff. What does that look like right. in your home? So I have um, things that I need to do on a daily basis, things that I need to do on a weekly basis, things that I do on a monthly basis, and the twice a year. So like the deep decluttering that we're talking about, we do it the week after Christmas because that's mm. when all the new stuff come in. So new stuff comes in, we're going to run out of, out of space in our house if we don't get rid of the old stuff. And when the kids are younger, it's um, easier and harder. It's easier because you don't need to ask them when they're younger. They don't even know. But when they're older, then they have to participate mm-hmm. in the process of, can I give this away? Are you ready to part with this? Are you going to use this? And the rule usually is if you have not used or worn something for a year, not a COVID year, a regular year, <laughs> then most likely it shouldn't be in your home. Mm-hmm. So that's why um, I agree with you, Lori, 100% that we are, I'm constantly getting rid of stuff. I'm constantly, because things constantly keep coming in the house. Mm-hmm. So twice a year, one time after Christmas and one time in the summer, because I feel it's a little more, we have more free time in the summer, go through pretty much everything, every drawer, every cabinet. Not all in one day, obviously, break mm-hmm. it up, 
So empty everything out of the drawer, empty everything out of the cabinet, vacuum it with a little handheld vac, um, wipe it down, put back in only what you absolutely think it's necessary to mm. keep. And something that you don't have something like it. If you have something that could do probably the same job, get rid of one of the two. You, we don't need a hundred things. So then all of a sudden, when I do this, my house feels bigger. I feel like I have more space, mm-hmm. uh, like I can breathe. Um, and it's a great feeling. So the, the twice a year stuff are the fans and uh, the doors and the light switches and the, you know, the um, magic eraser and um, where you wash the couch pillows and all those things where you scrub grout, you do the chandeliers um, and all these details. Um, I even do paint touch-ups and fertilize trees and trim trees, but Anyway, you don't have to do all these things. That's a little too much. But um, so but once maybe a not month, because those things do need to get done. That's yeah, how right. that's how the home stays in order. Yes. Because otherwise, if you never but do maybe those things, delegate those to somebody else if yes. you can. <laughs> oh, well, and I was thinking that too. There are different seasons in yeah. life with different places with children that yeah. you have. Your children are ten and eight right now, and I like that you talked about bringing them in with you, yes. like including them in the process of what things are we going to get rid of? What are we going to keep? Because then you're not raising hoarders. So that's really great. You're training them. And a generous heart because they need Mm -hmm. to understand um, we're not going to throw this because somebody can use it. You have too many of the same kind. How about um, we give this to the thrift store and somebody who cannot buy the full price Mm -hmm. of that, they can buy it for a cheaper so they get to enjoy it. So it also helps them to think of what this, the joy that this can give to somebody else and think of the face of that child mm-hmm. who's going to buy it for a quarter, how happy they're going to be. Well, I so, was going to say with that too, we've, we've prayed before when we've taken things yeah. to the thrift store for whoever it is that God has these things for. And also we've looked for things before that we've prayed for when we've been going to the thrift store. My girl's mm-hmm. bed, their bunk bed is from the thrift store. Aww. And I prayed before we went, it's like, Lord, you know what we need. Mm-hmm. And you know that we don't need to be paying for a full price bunk bed right now. Mm-hmm. And we ended up finding this awesome bunk yeah. bed that God totally provided yeah. at the right place. And so realizing God may be even meeting needs through those things that you, that you, Donate there as well. I was also thinking when you talked about possibly delegating out, we delegate to our children jobs. We Mm -hmm. also hire out different jobs. Mm -hmm. And that's something that was hard for me when I was early married to work through in my heart because I, like you, Evangelia, felt like, okay, I'm a stay-at-home wife now. It was especially hard when I came home after having my first baby because then I'm like, I'm not even working, so I'm not contributing financially Mm -hmm. in the same way as I was before. And... So I thought I should be able to do all of this. Mm-hmm. I should be able to do all the things. And my husband recommended that we look at getting someone to help us clean our house some. Mm-hmm. And I cried. Mm-hmm. I just sobbed because I thought, oh, I'm not doing a good enough job. Mm-hmm. I should be able to do all of this. But then I, a very dear friend challenged me about us getting our oil changed in our car mm-hmm. or us having a gardener. And that these jobs are jobs that we hire other people to do and it gives them work and it serves our family. So it serves both of us well and not feeling badly about looking for other help. And um, I know, Lori, you've had help Mm -hmm. in your house growing up for the the basic weekly stuff, right? We had help starting after our fourth was born Mm -hmm. and I was trying to, you know, homeschool, (laughs) feed, clothe, keep 
the household running. And stay safe. And <laughs> we're not sure how it actually happened, but you know, we're trying. And uh, and actually what you said happened in our household. My mom actually said, Lori, you guys have a gardener. The outside's taken care of. It's time for you to get some help on the inside. Mm. And so we did have somebody start coming in every other week because mm-hmm. that's what worked for our budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some people even just do once a month. But I've got to tell you, what that does for your mental mm-hmm. state, just knowing that the health department is not going to come in and shut ah. you down, <laughs> you know, that, that those toilets are going to get scrubbed uh-huh. and at least every other at, week. At least every other mm-hmm. week. Right. And, and then you're not on that really frustrating plane of, I'm spending time with my babies, but look at my house, or I'm working on my house, but I really want to be mm-hmm. spending time with my children. Mm-hmm. So you're not having to make that choice so much because really what is the better thing the mm-hmm. better thing is that you're with the people mm-hmm. in your house so there's seasons where you can get more help and then maybe there will be a season when you don't need so much help mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. your children are more able to help and sometimes it's not even hiring another person sometimes it's an investment in how you um, plan your space in your house for instance mm. if laundry is just so overwhelming say you have a lot of children there was a time in our life where we had two washers and two dryers. Wow. So we had an indoor laundry room, and then we had a space in the garage for an auxiliary space uh, and an additional washer and dryer. If you have a bathtub, a bathtub can be replaced with a stall shower and a stacked washer and dryer. Hmm. And being able to process through the laundry a lot faster uh, just made a lot for a lot more time mm-hmm. in our lives. Uh, we've always done a lot of entertaining Mm-hmm. For us, two dishwashers is necessary. Mm-hmm. And that might sound like quite a, a luxury, but there's other things that we'll forego so that we can mm-hmm. have that because that serves our family better. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes just thinking a little bit creatively. Or, yes. you know, how, are we, how are we going to spend the money that we have on our house so that it, it really serves all of us better? Yes. How can good. I be more efficient in right. this way? Mm-hmm. I definitely echo that. When we got a new washer and dryer, I didn't realize that the one we had was not a high capacity. Mm. Like it didn't hold that much. And I calculated I was doing 14 loads of laundry a week oh to get it in the washer and the dryer mm-hmm. because of the size of it. And once mm-hmm. we got this big one, I thought, oh my goodness, I'm like a new woman. We can we can do so many less and it's been so good. Right. Um, and we've gone through both kinds of seasons too. We've had seasons where we've had help and seasons where we haven't had help. And um, it definitely, there is a different freedom in having help, but I also have seen that you still trained your children and brought your children along in the process of learning how to take care of a home with Mm -hmm. you. They didn't just get a get out of jail free card Mm -hmm. because you had other help too. And that's Mm -hmm. how it was for us too. And Evangelia, I know you have not had someone helping in your home. You've taken care of it with your kids. Mm -hmm. I had, um, so when my kids were little or when I was pregnant, I didn't have any help, any mm-hmm. professional help. Um, I think when my daughter was about six or seven, I had one lady come only once a month for four hours. That was it, and, which was a breath of fresh air. And that only lasted only a couple of years. Um, because at that age, I didn't need that much help mm-hmm. anymore. I needed help when they were younger, when they the messes were continually and and the potty training it was non-stop so that's when I needed more help so and 
now with COVID, I'm just so grateful. I'm not dependent on having an outside help because I've heard people mm-hmm. say, oh my gosh, I don't know how to clean my house because <laughs> I'm always, always depending on somebody coming to do it yes. for me. And I thought, oh guys, it's good that um, you guys are learning this mm-hmm. because you don't know what life is going to bring mm-hmm. you. So it's good to know how to mm-hmm. take care of yourself and your stuff. And, um, and to train your up. children too. Right. And I'm going to give a plug real quick because I don't want us to spend time anymore right now on training children because I want to get more into what you do in your homes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if uh, my mom's thinking, golly, I would like to do more with chores with my children and be more intentional, go back to one of our earlier episodes. One of our earlier conversations was about um, how to do chores with your children. And so that one would be really helpful, helpful for you to have. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about some specific rhythms in your home, Mm -hmm. what it looks like. Lori, Mm -hmm. do you want to start us off? Sure. Um, Well, when the the children were little, there were things that would happen like daily. We had probably three cleaning up times during the day. Mm -hmm. So it's time to tidy up in in the morning. There are beds needed to be made and uh, things picked up before we would really start our day and then they would also need to tidy up before dinner and then a bedtime so things just didn't accumulate so we mm-hmm. really trained them to sure get a, get the things out that you need to do the project you're going to work on but when we're done you can put them away if you can get it out you can put it away mm-hmm. so things never really accumulated at least that was the goal mm-hmm. and that's it's always a really, goal that's another really good mantra if you can get it out <laughs> you can put it away <laughs> that, that's the, the the rest of that story yeah um so yeah it, and as far as habits habits are so important your children mm-hmm. are going to pick up habits yeah. good habits or bad habits mm-hmm. and i read one place where it really is cruel to allow a child to develop a bad habit that they're later going to have to break. Mm-hmm. So don't let that happen. When mm-hmm. you love your children, it's the kind thing to do, to train them to do it right the first time mm-hmm. and to to care for their belongings, that their belongings are a gift and it's something, the things that they are given, they need to be good stewards of. That's great. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you jump on your bed a lot, you're going to break the springs. You're going to have a crummy bed and we're not buying you a new one. So, mm-hmm. you know, you need to learn to respect the things that you have so that they will treat you well. They'll serve you well for, for the purpose that and the life that you have them. So. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's yeah. great. So those were kind of your regular daily rhythms. And I really mm-hmm. like the idea of teaching kids habits too. Right. Um, did you have specific systems that you used for the throughout the year to keep you? Because I know Evangelia talked about that she has things that are like monthly or twice mm-hmm. a year or every other year. Did you have systems of how you did that? Or was it more just, I'm we're keeping the basic things done in general. Right. So then when we see the other things that need to be done, there's space, there's margin. You mentioned that word, which I think is so important. It's leaving space mm-hmm. in your life for the extra things that then you had space to do them. Right. And then you just would schedule it into that week. Hey, on Tuesday, we're going to take care of this closet or whatever. Exactly. And and there would be times where we would say, okay, things are getting a little bit of out of control. So we homeschooled, we would take a half a day and okay, we're going to tackle this child's bedroom and that child's bedroom and kind of do a deeper cleaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, you know what? I'm more of a routine person than a scheduled person. Mm-hmm. So you know, everybody's kind of got a little bit different style. So I think sometimes it's important to understand how you operate best. So how do you define those differently? The schedule versus okay. routine? Well, a schedule is going to be getting your calendar out and saying, you know, on ne- next week we're going to be doing 
this at this particular time. Mm -hmm. Whereas I see a thing that needs to get done, so we're going to do it now. Or uh, you, you figure out a, a time that you can do it, but it's not like a year ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I know what I'm going to be doing on on, on July 8th at, at nine o'clock in the morning right. necessarily. Um, so the kids have the predictability of the routine. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess it, like the car always got washed on Saturday morning was if you've got a five-year-old, a five-year-old can wash a car. And so it wasn't always me doing it, but mm -hmm. it, it got done. So that Sunday morning when we went to church, it was nice to have a clean car and all the dried up French fries were not, in it <laughs> any longer. you know, so it was vacuumed. It, it was um, thoroughly cleaned. So there were certain days, I guess, that some things happened. But uh, sometimes the bigger projects, well, like cleaning out the garage, uh, you know, and a nice warm spring day before it's too hot, you know, get the whole family out there and pull everything out, hose it out, wipe out the shelves and yeah. toss the junk and, yeah. you know, take it to the thrift store or whatever. So, you know, get the whole family involved. Mm -hmm. um, so... Yeah, I, th I would say that there were routines that we had, mm -hmm. really more than schedules. Yeah, that's great. That's helpful. And what yeah. about you, Vangelia? As far as rhythms? Yeah. Rhythm. And so, I, I like that word rhythm, too. I yeah. I tend to lean towards the word rhythm over yes. even the word routine, probably. Yes. Because I feel like having so many little children still right now, they're always... I don't want to say they're interruptions because they are the purpose mm -hmm. that my children are the purpose oh, in the absolutely. day, mm -hmm. but there are interruptions into what my plans were. So if I make a whole plan and then there's a fit, I'm going to address the fit because that's more important than the next thing in the plan. Mm -hmm. Or if we, you know, we have a whole list of things and then someone gets sick or then the dog gets let out or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, all of those things that happen, I feel like my heart has found some more grace in saying these are the rhythms that we do, that we do this thing and then we do this thing and then we do this thing, which is really more of a routine than a strict schedule yes. of these are the hours or minutes that things happen. Exactly. So, go ahead. Yeah. So um, I wake up before the kids wake up, which um, helps me a lot to just gather my thoughts. I always have a, a page on my kitchen counter of what needs to be done. What I see that this is the next project that we need to tackle. And then find opportunity to make that happen. So because if I have something else planned to do that day and I see, oh my gosh, the very tall windows are having cobwebs. I need to do that. Well, it's not going to happen today mm -hmm. because today we already have. But when I find an opening, that's going to be the next thing that I'm going to tackle. So I always have this page on my counter where I write all my thoughts. What's the next thing we need to tackle? So um, as far as routines, um, we have two times during the day where we pick up um, when it's very important for me to first before we talk about cleaning with the kids to fill up their love tanks mm -hmm. so when they first wake up we sit on the couch I read to them a cute um, heartwarming book I remind them how much I love them because I don't want to be the mom who will constantly be telling them your towel your towel is touching the floor again or did you wash your hands? So I want to just fill up their love tanks first mm -hmm. so that whatever we do the rest of the day will fall on soft little hearts. Um, and then um, when they have breakfast, um, I read to them either our Bible verse for the day or um, I, I read aloud. Right after that, I give them their devotional time and 15 minutes with the timer to clean up their rooms. 
Because if I let that morning just lag and just be very loosey-goosey, then we don't have time to do school mm-hmm. or I feel like I'm being rushed. So um, so that's the morning time is the when they have to make their bed, you know, brush their teeth, do all these things. Um, and then pick up whatever is on the floor. Because I have two magic Roombas. Guys, Roombas <laughs> and cordless vacuum cleaner is incredible. And Norwex rugs and magic erasers, yes. But Roomba is amazing. So once the kids realize... This little monster is going to eat whatever I leave on the floor. Mm-hmm. They're so motivated to pick up everything off the floor. So in a room, if the floor is not cluttered and the surfaces are, are somewhat empty, it's so easy to clean mm-hmm. your room. So um, It's almost the tidying that yes, is the yes. work before the cleaning. Yes, mm-hmm. you can't do cleaning if there's stuff everywhere. So... And so when is your when is your second pickup time during so the, the day? So the second pickup time is because before we go out in the afternoon. We have afternoon time, outside time. So they're more motivated to clean up so that they can go out and play than to clean up before they go to bed. Because mm-hmm. they want they, they're not interested in going to bed, but they're very interested in going out to play. So those are the main two times where they clean, where they clean up and very little before they go to bed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I want to stop us here for just one second, because Mm -hmm. I want us to get to also have time to talk a little bit about the growth in your heart. Mm -hmm. So um, when my heart, when I start, when I stop thinking that who I am is reflected on my house and I realize that who I am is only who God says I am, that I'm enough, that I'm loved, that I was worthy to be, that he died for me on the cross then I think everything just fell in the right place. And my mm-hmm. house, instead of being an idol where I compulsively cleaned because I thought, oh, well, people will accept me or this is how I'm pleasing the people around in my life, then um, it became more like, I want to serve you, God, through this. Mm-hmm. And I want, to, um, I want this to be a place where we can do hospitality, like Lori was saying, where other people can come and feel comfortable and safe, um, but, but um, not... But give it as a gift because God says he's, uh, God loves a cheerful giver. Mm -hmm. So when I give out of compulsion or out of um, anger or a lot of moms, you know, we feel like, oh my gosh, I do all these things for everybody and I'm not appreciated Mm -hmm. or I do it because I want the praise or to avoid the criticism. Those are not good motivations. But if I do it as unto the Lord to serve my family and to also help my children have basic hygiene skills mm-hmm. that they will take on for their life, for their life, then that changes my heart. Mm-hmm. So then I'm not bitter if people don't recognize me, or I don't care if they if my guests will praise me if they see how well I clean we clean the baseboards because baseboards are great for kids to clean, by the way. <laughs> but it's um I clean it baseboards growing up. Yeah, <laughs> they're the perfect height for baseboards. <laughs> That's right. Um, then mm-hmm. it doesn't uh, lift me up or put me down. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, my joy is not dependent on how other people appreciate me or not based on how clean my house is. So I have more peace and yes. I do it for God and, mm-hmm. and just to bless other people. So my motivation changes. And when it's peaceful and blessed like that, it just flows so nicely. And then my kids are more likely to embrace it li- this lifestyle. Because then you're serving mm-hmm. them out of a joyful heart yes. rather than serving them out of one that's of bitter anger. or frustrated or yes. angry. Oh, mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. And how you're modeling. Mm-hmm. You're ultimately modeling after Jesus. Yes. Because right. Jesus served. Mm-hmm. And he served all of his people mm-hmm. with a joyful heart and spirit. 
And I just think that's, that's a wonderful place to wrap it up because as moms, we should be modeling our hearts for our homes after Jesus as the ultimate Amen. servant. So Amen. thank you yes. so much, Evangelia. Thank, thank you, you, Lori, so much for being so here. You're very welcome. Sweet friends, if you are feeling overwhelmed in this space and you're a mom who's thinking, oh, how do I even begin with this? I want to encourage you to take a minute to step back and really reflect in your heart. Where is your heart in all of this? Um, take some time to get out a journal. Sit alone. It's probably going to have to be early in the morning or late at night because isn't that like the only time to be still? But find a time to be still. Make a warm drink. Get your journal out. And before you even open it, pray. And ask the Lord, Lord, bring to my heart and my mind the thoughts in this area of ways that I can serve you better in this space so that it's an act of service to the Lord. Isn't it crazy to think our homes can be an act of worship? What a strange mindset from the beginning of this conversation of maybe thinking of what are my to-dos and how do I do this right? What's the right system to how do I worship the Lord in this space that he has given me and model serving for my children and teach them how to serve with a joyful heart? Get your journal out and write down the thoughts. Where is my mind in this? What does my mind go to when I think about these things? And then pray and ask God to give you some creative ideas. Lord, how would you have me do this better or do this different? Lord, it's not going to be the same in every home. But you know my home. You know my heart and my natural bend and gifts. You know my children and their natural bends and gifts. You know our strengths and our weaknesses, Lord. And how can I serve my family best in this place? And God is so gracious. He will meet you. Isn't that wonderful that we serve a God who will meet us even in the places of cleaning our home? He's so faithful. And um, also encourage you to start small. You're not taking on your whole home. This is not a one-week task. And this is a gradual process. So start small. Ask the Lord to help you. And um, I would also just add, if you have not yet subscribed to us on YouTube, check it out. Go to YouTube, look up Seek Holy Living, subscribe. If you listen to this podcast, you probably don't even know. There are videos. We record all of these. And they're captioned. So if you're a mom who sometimes um, watches things on your phone that are captioned instead of being able to listen when you're holding a baby or something like that, you can watch it and enjoy the captions. And it's an easy way to share it too. So Share the podcast with a friend or share it on your Instagram or Facebook. It's really easy to share the YouTube videos that way, but make sure when you share it, you include a little heads up. Hey, this is going to encourage you, not this is going to help you clean your house because you need it. We don't ever want to be that. (laughs) Have a blessed day. It was so good being with you. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations and check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. And join us next week as we talk about how to work through conflict in marriage.